welcome or welcome back to the UC podcast. What's up, UC family? If you're new, I hope you're here to stay because everybody here is lit. Everybody here is, everybody that listens to this podcast, including me, we are all cool people. I mean, if you are not listening to our podcast, then what are you doing? Please. Thank you for clicking because today's topic is extremely beautiful and I can't wait to get into it. Now, we're going to start with our affirmation like we normally do. And today's affirmation is, when I can't save myself, I save those I can sorry for the gap i'm sure that there was a gap in the way i didn't talk it's just that today's episode is deep and i don't know how deep it will get but when i can't save myself i save those i can i think that no i don't think i know that a majority of people would rather see people make the same mistakes they have made because they believe that if they tell them not to make those mistakes then that person will be more successful than they are and the truth is is that a bad thing is it a bad thing for somebody to be more successful than you are don't you even take pride in the fact that you made a mistake and you can stop somebody else from doing the same but the world has taught us that we should look out for ourselves and we can't help other people especially if we are not going to benefit from it what is the use of help if we are going to benefit from it at the end of the day i mean actively not like you give money you give alms and you know you're expecting that at the end of the day you know, god bless you somehow somehow i'm not talking about situations like that. i'm talking like you have a you have somebody you can help in your class. You have a classmate you can help, you can tutor, you can offer whatever service that you offer, whatever product that you offer for free or for a discounted price. But you prefer not to because you believe that you don't want to help that person. I mean, if that person needs notes, a notes, that person needs a textbook, and the person asks to borrow from you, but you decide that you're not going to borrow that person because you feel the person is already smarter than you and you borrowing them their textbook is going to make them even smarter. So you decide not to. When you can't save yourself, save others. If you have made a mistake, I don't think that you should decide that other people have to fall in the same ditch that you found yourself in because not everybody can handle that ditch. Not everybody can get out of the ditch as quickly as you did. Not everybody can recover as fast as you did. So when you find out that that person fell into the same ditch and can't recover, what are you going to do? Are you going to live with guilt for the rest of your life? Because guilt eats away at you. And that's not just metaphorical. I mean, it really eats. It eats away at you. You know, there's a disease called broken heart syndrome. It is heart failure caused by emotional or physical stress if you are very stressed 
it can cause heart failure imagine so do you want to give yourself heart failure at a young age just because guilt is eating away at you and you didn't help somebody you could have helped i think not so when you can't save yourself save others now today's episode is why is it called saving yourself for marriage i can't remember what i was doing when this episode popped in my head but i just felt it is a worthy question why do people say save yourself for marriage who am i saving myself for i've never understood save yourself for marriage makes absolutely no sense save myself i thought the entire point of having a savior was so i wouldn't have to do it myself i don't know if you catch my drift i mean jesus is my savior i didn't come to this earth so that somebody else sorry no i didn't come to this earth so that i could save myself i came to this earth so that somebody else could save me i'm a woman so i am expecting a knight in shining armor one day to save me from something even if it is a cockroach i don't mind and you know i want to have one of those scenes in the movie or in the book where i just look into his eyes and i just fall in love because i'm waiting for somebody to save me so when somebody says save yourself for marriage i wonder save myself for who that's not correct english for whom save myself for whom am i saving myself for myself or saving myself for my husband or saving myself for god because god already knows i'm a sinner so i don't think he expects me to save myself i think he expects me to be as dirty and as unclean as i can be and my husband should not expect a perfect person because he's not perfect so he should not be expecting a virgin on his wedding day he should not be expecting somebody that has only kissed the mirror in her life even if that is true about me but he should not be expecting that do you know why because he's not like that a handful only a handful of people in the world of today can say that they fit that criteria so why are you expecting that from somebody why do you think somebody should save themselves from for you i mean who are you and you know during my neko a woman called me during the exam or was it after i think it was around the time i was writing an exam she called me and she said you're really pretty uh don't give yourself any how keep yourself full and I just looked and thought in my mind that if I didn't keep myself, would that make me less attractive? Would that make me less beautiful? I mean, nobody would know. Is it not my leg? Is it not my vagina? Nobody would know anything. I mean, if I didn't say anything, nobody would know. So when she told me, I felt a little bit of, you know, it's like a backhanded compliment in my mind. Like, you're beautiful, but... Don't let your beauty win by not keeping yourself. So I felt this topic had to be discussed. And the first prompt is why save yourself when Jesus already did? Which I said earlier, why should I save myself when I believe Jesus already saved me? But now we're going to talk in the context of what people always say save yourself for marriage, as in do not have sex before marriage. Granted, the Bible says you shouldn't have sex before marriage. 
but i think it's much easier to say do not have sex before marriage than say save yourself for marriage because save yourself encompasses a lot of things that a lot of people do not want to talk about there's masturbation there's kissing there's actual sex there's oral sex there's so many things i was going to say one more thing but i just felt like let me keep it you know a little pg there's so many things you can do there are so many ways to achieve sexual pleasure there's pornography there's so many ways to achieve sexual pleasure that i don't even understand what saving yourself at this moment at this point is you know on tiktok my sister my sister saw a tiktok that was talking about dirty virgin imagine that there's a thing called being a dirty virgin and the girl was like you're a dirty virgin if you hug you're a dirty virgin if you kiss you're a dirty virgin if you do i'm looking at dirty virgin too when did you see that one again which one is dirty virgin <laughs> because if i do certain things then now my virginity doesn't matter because i'm a dirty virgin if i do all of these things i'm even less it's like my value has even decreased especially because i'm a woman because my, my value is dependent on whether or not i've had sex before or whether or not i'm a clean or a dirty virgin imagine so why have that entire burden on myself when god already took it jesus said cast all your cares and burdens on me which i'm very happily going to do i'm going to do it too because nobody can stress me and can save yourself for marriage because next time somebody tells you save yourself for marriage Please tell them God already saved you. Jesus already saved you. You are saved. Whatever saving they think you can do by yourself is impossible because it's only Jesus that can do it. Don't just tell them that. Just just tell them that. I feel like they should shut up. Because even if you decide in your heart today that you're going to be celibate, yes, there is will, there is human will, there is human choice, there's human control. But if the devil really wants to catch you, he will catch you. And if you don't have jesus behind your back you're going to relapse <laughs> you're going to fall back into temptation there's no two ways about it there's just no two ways about it and it takes more than just a decision a decision is just the first step into quote and unquote saving yourself from marriage at the at the core of it you have to put jesus there because he's the only one that can keep you on that straight and narrow path. Because if you are thinking you can do it yourself, by the time the walls close in, and if you are claustrophobic, you will run away. There's, there's no, there's no two ways about it. You will run. It's only God that can keep you with your eye on the prize. And who am I saving myself for? Am I saving myself for myself or for my partner? For the longest time, I've always thought saving myself for my partner. I'm saving myself for my partner. And it's like, why though? And then it's, should I save myself for myself? And I'm like, why should I save myself for myself? It wasn't a good enough reason for me. It wasn't a good enough reason for me because it was like, I know who I am. I know the things I've done. Why should I save me for me? I think I should save it for somebody that will 
not be me because then he will think much better than me then he will appreciate me more than i can appreciate myself which is sad and it comes back to self-love you have to love yourself and the only way i know you can truly and fully love yourself is in christ jesus if you have another way feel free to tell me but that's the only way i know and that's why i'm sharing it with you guys and i'm refusing to save myself or my partner because i'm saving myself for god first let god have me let him have me transparent naked before him and then i'll be able to accept that version of myself once i know that god will accept that version of me and then i if i can accept myself like that as a person then i know that anybody else in the world if they are willing they can also accept me because i could do it that means they can do it and i'm also not saving myself for my partner because my partner is not perfect i don't know the crap they've done in their life i don't know the things that they've done in their life that i will not be saving myself for somebody that could actually be my reflection when i don't want to save myself for myself and you know what happens if i can't save myself for marriage what happens if i don't want to save myself for marriage what happens if i won't save myself for marriage am i now considered dirty if if god forbid i am sexually abused or assaulted does that mean that my value has also decreased because even though i desired in my heart to save myself somebody else has taken away that choice from me because what happens then it's not talked about i can grow up in church and i can decide to save myself from marriage but when somebody decides to take away that option from me what am i left with exactly Am I left with the fact that I'll never live up to society's definition of what purity looks like? Because sometimes we forget that some people can't save themselves from marriage. Because, not because they don't want to, not because they didn't make the decision to, but because they simply can't. That decision was taken from them when they were six months or when they were two years old when they were 15 or 25 or even 40 that decision was taken away from them what is your solution to a person that can't save themselves from marriage because there's a whole there's a whole problem with that phrase because now they can't save themselves anymore because somebody else has ripped away that choice from them now that the person has done it what should they what should they be left with nothing i don't think so so i think saving yourself for marriage is a sham and is a scam because only god can save you and only god can be there for you even you can't save yourself no matter the decision you make i'm saving myself for marriage quote and unquote but that can only be possible if I don't fall into temptation if I am not forced to do something I don't want to do. There's so many factors, 
so many faces of this cube that people that even one episode won't fully explore but wait let's move on a lot of people are on their purity journey and a lot of people believe that your purity journey should mean you are being pure throughout which is funny because it's like your 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 relationship with god should mean you don't sin again it's, it's, it's saying the same thing your purity journey should be that you no longer watch pornography you no longer, sorry you no longer watch pornography you no longer have sex you no longer you no longer read books that are erotica you get but Zach also saying that if I am a child of God I can't sin again. That my journey with Christ too, so I won't fall into temptation again because that's who I am now. I'm a child of God. How hypocritical would that be? How unrealistic would that be? Your purity journey is about you making mistakes. That is the point. Now I was watching a YouTuber, her name is Morgan Tracy J and she was talking about how she fell out of her purity journey. And at the moment, it didn't hit me, but it just hit me that, but that is part of the purity journey. The part of the purity journey is for you to be celibate for seven years and then mess it up one night. It's part of the journey. How many people have done that? So many. Does that make them less than the person that abstained to marriage? No. Or the person that was celibate to marriage? No. It just means that that's their purity journey. That is their journey. And I think that you have to take that into consideration that everybody's journey is different. And your purity journey is not about you being pure. It's about you moving past the obstacles that will stop you from achieving your end goal. Your end goal might be not to kiss till you are at the altar. Or your end goal might be not to go past, I was going to say level two, I don't know how they say it, but not maybe not to go past hugging. Your your end goal might be not to, to do everything apart from penetration or to do kissing only. Like I, I watched like a YouTube video about YouTube couple and they were like, they would kiss but when they're on the bed, they'll be like, ah, no, 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 we can't do it on the bed, we can't kiss on the bed. But then they'll kiss when they're sitting up on the couch. And I was just laughing that this is this one thing. What's the difference? In my mind, I was thinking, what's the difference? I know the difference is that, you know, on the bed, it's easier to just go to the end, just take it to the end of the couch. You can't do it, but at least you still think you're on the couch. But... I was just thinking that there's no difference. If you want to do it, you do it. People do it anywhere and everywhere. If they wanted to do it, they would do it. But some people's end goal is not the same as your end goal. Some people start out with, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to, yeah, which example I give now. I'm not going to do this. I'm not I'm not going to let anybody touch my butt. I'm not going to let my boyfriend touch my butt again. I am instead just going to allow him to hug me, but he can't touch my bum again. That is how where some people start from. 
So maybe two years down the line, you're like, yes, I can celebrate now. I have some spiritual maturity, emotional maturity, physical maturity, and resilience to go through with that. And even if I am not in a relationship or I'm in a relationship with somebody, I know the red flags to watch out for. Some people don't know. But that's what purity journey is all about. That's what the purity journey is all about. And to preach like, save yourself from marriage saving yourself from marriage is not just a single decision it's a constant list of actions it is something that happens every single day you decide to save yourself from marriage by realizing that you can't do it then realizing that it's not possible to save yourself from marriage because if you were to there's so many things that could happen there's so many crimes that could be committed against you and could never get justice for that would derail you off your end goal completely and what happens then are you now tainted are you now imperfect are you now untouchable no at least i don't believe so so i think yeah and i know that that's just what i came here to say this episode is short but that's what i came here to say that it's baffling when people say save yourself from marriage like is that simple like is that easy like people just preach just do it just shake me call just shake me call and i'm here looking like if it's that easy do you really think that to still be preached no and saving yourself from marriage is not dependent on whether you are whether you are a whether you are close whether your relationship with God is new, whether your relationship with God is, is old. Some people will never leave a certain point in their relationship with God because they're unable to do certain things. And now it may not even be their fault. There are generational curses. I mean, Jesus, there are so many things at play. There's generational curses, there's generational diseases, there are so many things that stop people from doing certain things. But there are people that have terminal cancer maybe they have a bucket list and one of their bucket list is you know just to have sex and it's just like has that person not been saving themselves for so long you know you know we say suicide is a sin and um i was reading one of kenneth hagin's books a very great man of god and he was talking about a woman that committed suicide and he was like she went to heaven it's the first time i ever heard somebody say that that she went to heaven that made me realize that a lot of things are not one-sided that just because the bible says something does not mean that god is not a feeling person that god does not have empathy for human beings god has empathy god has common sense and so he said that she still went to heaven yes she might have lost out on some gifts that she ought to have received whether in heaven or on earth but that didn't mean that God didn't accept her anyway. So God is still going to accept you. Whether or not you save yourself from marriage. Because making that decision is tough. And it is deliberate. But keeping to that decision is only God. And that I can tell you for a fact. Because if you have the term dirty virgins, you can be sure that i'm not a clean virgin then you can be very sure and i'm not ashamed to say it because people make mistakes and i'm 
tired of people pretending like they are perfect. You know, I had a classmate last year. I was reading a book and the book was not was very explicit. Or the book I wasn't I hadn't been reading it, but was, the cover was explicit. The cover of the book was explicit. So she was like, Oh, can I see the books? And I showed her the books. I was like, Oh no no no, I don't read books like that. I don't read books like that. Oh no no no. So I felt was like, Who's wrong with this? And it's all okay. And then at our dinner last year, this girl grinded on a boy like she was on him. And I was just looking like, what's the difference between you grinding on a boy by the way that is not even your boyfriend? If he's even your boyfriend, I will even give it to you. He's not your boyfriend. But if I read erotica, then I'm a sinner. Because I was very lost. And then that was not even what made me realize it was just that she was extremely rude and not nice at all to somebody i thought was her friend and the person is still her friend that's not my business but this person when the way she reacted when her friend spoke to her i just felt like is this the person that was judging me like which one do you think is better like you treating somebody like crap and then the next breath preaching jesus like who do you think they believe I'm sure that you that I'm doing it in my coro and it doesn't mean that I know what I'm reading and I'm a nice person, people will respect me more than they respect you. Because that's how life is. People are more of what you can offer them, what you can give them, than what you actually do. And I'm not saying that it doesn't matter, but the lesson I'm trying to bring out here is that sometimes we think or we believe or we waste sin on a scale that doesn't make sense. I've heard that sexual sin is is worse than than lying. Sexual sin is not worse than lying. It may make you rotten faster. It may rotten a person faster. But it's not worse than lying. Because in Proverbs, God says that he hates liars. Some people have said sexual sin is worse than pride. God said he hates the pride. I don't know if there's any example where God says he hates a prostitute. I've never never seen that in my life. Even where Paul talks about homosexuals, I don't see the word hate anywhere. He just says it's a sin, but I don't see hate anywhere. In fact, God lays more emphasis on pride on lies and he says he hates the proud i've never seen god say he hates somebody that doesn't have sex so the point is no sin is greater than the other sin no sin is greater than one sin it just something may rotten your body faster may cause you to age easier but to be saying that it is greater than one is something i don't believe my views change, but at the moment, I don't believe that. I don't think you should either. And I think that if you are saving yourself for marriage, as people say, I hope that you are taking God on your journey. And I hope that you are not simply doing everything else except penetration in the name of your saving yourself for marriage. If you start out like that, that's beautiful. At least you're starting out. But don't stay in one place in your relationship with god don't be stagnant in your relationship with god and don't let other people dictate how
or when you move on how or when you drop sin how or when you become a better person because a lot of people have a lot of bullshit to say and a lot of people that preach it especially in in relation to our parents our parents made so many mistakes and if i tell you some of the things i know that my own parents have experienced you wouldn't believe me you just wouldn't believe me in fact i didn't believe my i didn't believe them when i was told so you wouldn't believe me and that hasn't made them less of who they are less of children of god less of god's child that has even made them even more of god's child because god loves the broken people god loves the people that are tired of this world because that means that he can give them hope and he can give them faith and he can give them a reason to live which is why he sends us to the gentiles so that we can give them a reason to live in this world when they have absolutely none so before we you know get too deep that is the end of today's episode i hope you enjoyed it and maybe i'll do a part two or part three or expand in the future but your purity journey is your journey don't let anybody dictate to you how quickly you should make certain decisions or what you should do in your relationship that's why you have your conscience that's why you have the holy spirit use the holy spirit use the bible and ask me use your brain <laughs> but that being said that brings us to the end of this episode i hope you love this episode i loved recording it um if you're new thank you for being here if you're not new welcome back you know we're glad to have you here um don't forget to follow me at muniolua on twitter and instagram i'll follow this um podcast um um social media handles on twitter and instagram at diary of the uc diary of the uc and you can also send us a an email at diary of the uc if you have any questions you have any you have any um contributions you have anything you want to say any topic suggestions it's welcome um also if you would like to donate you would like to support this podcast monetarily i'll be leaving my Linkstack link down below um you can buy a coffee for 350 you scroll to the very end and you see buy a coffee um it's just 350 which is half a dollar if you're led if you have money or if you just like my voice I want to support me it is welcome i would appreciate it but if you can't or you don't want to you can also support me by sharing this podcast rating this podcast a five star reviewing it this podcast and you know just putting out this podcast to the world it will mean a lot and you know you're supporting me by just listening in itself i appreciate each and every one of you and i will see you in the next episode Bye.